It's 1950 Nightmare, and the bell strikes for thee. This week, we're listening to James Oliva's fascinating, staggering, utterly weird What's the Frequency, a psychedelic noir series that marries the aesthetics of director David Lynch, the comic timing of Billy Wilder, and the twitching 1950 sensibility of Ren and Stimpy. It is one of the densest, most challenging series I've yet heard from our new generation of audio drama, and I invite you to take the plunge with me. This week on Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. What is America? No, no, for real, what is it? A land of opportunity, a settler colony, a place of peace and sunshine, a republic shaking to death with delirium tremens, a place of endless hope and justice, a prison of the mind, spirit, and body. To me, what what the frequency posits is an America that is all of these things at once, a sickly sweet American Gothic portrait run through a paper shredder, sprinkled with dexedrine, and held in place with a copious spray of glittery, edible shellac. What's the Frequency is a collaboration between Alexander Danner, a co-creator of Greater Boston, and James Oliva, a writer and voice actor whose voice you might recognize from Greater Boston, where he plays Michael Tate, or maybe from one of the many, many other characters he's played throughout the independent audio drama scene. Dude's everywhere. He's like a man version of Sarah Golding, if the man version of Sarah Golding weren't already Kareem Cronfley, who is in the show you're about to hear. Whatever. Room in this town for both of them. Full disclosure, James Oliva is my friend, and he also does social media for this podcast, and I'm even in an episode or two of the show, but you know what? James made something that is frigging incredible, so deal with it. James wrote and directed the show, Alexander Sound designed it, and good god, what a trip it all is. This is a show that borrows heavily from horror. Horrifying things happen in it. People get murdered with axes or shredded in a dry cleaner's conveyor belt. People lose their minds and start chanting, what's the frequency? Which was terrifying enough when it was chanted at Dan Rather by strangers who assaulted him in 1986, but here takes on a kind of nightmarish, arcane quality. I say this to prepare you, although very little can prepare you for the onslaught that is what's the frequency. A show that is one part Philip Marlowe, one part David Lynch, like I said, one part Betty Friedan's feminine mystique, eight quarts of ether, a packet of paragoric, two dexies, and a punch in the fucking nose. It's weird, but it's also a a cavalcade of talent, a slowly unspooling mystery, a a a metaphysical commentary on pretty much everything, and I don't know, man, it's just good. Let's take a listen to the first two episodes of What's the Frequency? Here's episode one, Static. My head was still pounding from the night before. To make matters worse, Lars' words still rattled around my skull like those kids' toys where you try to get the ball in the hole and I'm the ball. The crime scene was a mess. Third one in as many weeks. Hate to be the galoot stuck putting all of Humpty's pieces back together again. Poor Donald. Good man, but an all-day sucker if I've ever met one. I needed to get his statement on record and get it quick if I was going to keep this shiny new promotion. So you came by for brunch to find your brother standing over the victims? Yes, sir. 
then what happened? God. It was so... Please, Don, compose yourself. There are women present. Sorry. You're right. He was standing over their bodies, having just done his wife and daughter so many pieces. And then he just plunged the axe right into his skull. Did he say anything to you? Anything at all? Yes. He said, What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What's the frequency? What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What is the frequency? What's the <sighs> And this junk passes for entertainment? Hmm, you are around here somewhere. Hey. <laughs> Come on, I just know. Troubles. Hey. I hear you, it. Um, choose not to answer. Just keep watching the hallway. I'm almost there. Great. I'll be down the hall if you need me. Cheers. Let me know how it all works out. And will you hurry up? Damn it. I was certain. Hmm. Well, Walter. What do you make of that shelf right there? Mm-hmm. Seems to have some odd proportions, Walter. Mm -mm -mm. A closer look will tell all. Sneaky little devil. No force panel has ever been made that Walter Mix couldn't sniff out. Just like that. <laughs> Hello, secret ledger. Hmm? Oh, hello. Hey, what are you doing up here? Excuse me? Where's my radio show? Dear Lord, you're kidding, right? <laughs> Something funny to use. Dear fellow, that show was dreadful. The acting, laughable. The dialogue, monkeys could write a better script. Monkeys? Yes, monkeys. Who narrates their thoughts like that out loud? You've got a smart mouth. Before you do anything rash, I need to inform you, in a matter of seconds, a woman... Approximately one quarter of your size is about to put you down for the count. What lady? The one tiptoeing right behind you. Oh, smart man gonna get it now. Or yours. <coughs> exactly, according to plan. Trouble. Smashing good job, Wit. <laughs> Jolly good. Thank God you never shut up. But do you think anyone heard that? Catch. 
You managed to find it! Look at that! <laughs> Ready the car. I'll tidy up things here. Why? What, what for? I have a replacement ledger. Should buy us a short period of time before anyone comes looking for us. Oh, right! You are so smart sometimes. Wit. For that, I'm buying you a banana split. Hurry up then! Banana splits don't eat themselves! And just like that, it's like we were never... Oh! Oh! <coughs> Check, please! <laughs> You're not so smart now. Wait! What for? <coughs> You can't expect me to fight two of you. Huh? Behind you. Ow! Oh. I'm bleeding, you dirty son of a... Ow! Ow! No, 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 window, window, window! 99 bottles of beer on the wall. 99 bottles. <sighs> Bored. Maybe I should go check on him. I'm sure he's fine. Anyway, okay, let's see. Let's see. Is weird. So, special ledger. Huh? All right, let's take a look, shall we? Names I don't know. Names I don't know, of course. Boring names. Numbers, numbers. Numbers, 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 meh. I hope your boring book was worth cheesing off the worst crime family in LA. Dang, Riggio. Stupid, come on, work. Work, work, work! I want to hear something! I'm bored. I'm bored! Ha <laughs> ha!
taking forever. What in the world is taking so long? <sighs> I guess I'm just destined to complain to myself without anyone hearing me. You know, Radio, it's your loss. Yours. Because I'm not going to go out of my way to talk to you if you're not going to play anything for me and entertain me. You're very bad at your job. You need some positivity in your life. That's what it is. I will feed you a banana. See how you like it. You'll like it. <laughs> Hurry up. Can't think. I've got banana split on the brain. I've got... Guess what? You'll never guess. No guesses? Banana split, that's right. I've got banana split on the brain. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. I should go check on him. Does your man come home from a hard day's work only to seem less than excited by the meal you've prepared? At Spishak, we want nothing more than your home life to be the very best. That's why your kitchen needs Shimmer Sheen Spray, a product brought to perfection by our finest Spishak foodologists. Shimmer Sheen Food Spray makes every meal sparkle. It will have your little one saying, Gee, Ma, that chicken leg sure looks beautiful. And your husband will appreciate it, too. Wow, just look at that meal sparkle. Made specifically for suburban life consumption. You'll never have a dull, lifeless meal again. It would seem so, dear. Yeah, what, what day is it today? Thursday. Hmm. So it's pot roast. Maybe. Yeah, but I love your pot roast. Some Thursday, I just may surprise you with something different. Like your rump roast? <laughs> You're terrible. What? I love your rump roast. I did pick up that shimmer sheen spray they've been advertising. So hurry up. Let's get upstairs. Mama Anna and Decay will be on soon. Oh, yeah. Don't want to miss that. A shiny dinner in our favourite programme. I'll count it till in the morning. Come on, Slowpoke. Scoot upstairs and settle in. Dory. So, was it right? About? Pot roast. <laughs> You're too much, Harold. Get going. Three more to add to the fire. What? No appreciation? Don't worry, Barton. I'm sure you'll be out of the doghouse soon. Maybe, um, 
Get another shot at patrol, maybe even back on track to detective. All right. You're mad. Not exactly the attitude that gets you out of desk duty. Mad? I'm mad because you dumped three more papers onto my desk? No, Keats. I'm mad because someone deliberately stole my lunch out of my desk drawer. I'll be. It was a ham and Swiss on rye with mustard and, and relish. Stolen like I was a rookie. Sounded tasty. It was going to be. Well then, there you have it, Barden. Your first case to solve. <laughs> uh, yeah, you solve this and... Uh... You're well on your way to promotion. <laughs> hey, Barton. What? We got troubles. Tell me about it. No, the other kind. Mix? Back in the holding tank. He's asking for you. Great. Perfect ending to the day. How long has he been here? Boys brought him in an hour ago with some ugly giant slab of meat. Apparently they fought their way out a two-story window. Have to file these first. Okay. Gans. Yes? Did you just come back from break? How'd you know? Clean yourself up. You still have mustard on your cheek. Louise? I'm home. Oh, Donald. Thank goodness you're here. Dear, what is it? Neville. He was here looking for your brother's book. James's book? He... He scares me, Donald. Scoundrel. He better not have laid one finger. No, I'm all right. It's just, I'm afraid of what he might do next if we don't give him the book. What should we do? Can you speak to James? Sweetheart, something terrible has happened. Come on with it, Donald. You've got my nerves on edge. It's James. He's done something. Horrific. He... So, I had my hand way up there, and she has me by my ankles, holding on for dear life. By the ankles? Finally, we're out of gas, and she turns to me and says, If you worked any harder, I was going to have you fill out a W-2. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. Hey, 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 quiet it down in here. It's a holding cell, not a bar room. <laughs> Finally. Did you process me out yet? How many times, Troubles, I keep finding myself pulling you out the jam? Yes, Mother. <laughs> mother? <laughs> oh. I'm an officer of the law. My job is slightly broader than playing house mom to you. Say, would you have a stick of gum? Are you listening to me? Every word, Mother. Mother. Gum? As you are aware, I always have some gum. Yep. Can you put it in my mouth? Arms in a sling. Fell from window. Hmm. Mighty brave of you. To the point. Any progress? On? The ledge? What? Did you the get... What? This gum is so loud. <laughs> you know what? This gum is causing a lot of problems. You're a child. You were saying? The ledger? Shh. Oh. Are we not safe? Where is it? Somewhere. Will you be opening these bars anytime soon? Come on, process me out of here. I'll get back to my place, get you the ledger. Heck, I'll even buy you a beer. Uh, the man said he'll, he'll buy you a beer. Boots, you have enough problems. Uh, what do you say, pal? Uh, be the guy's pal. Get out of here. You knew you were going to do get that. Get going. Next time, just lead with letting me out. 
Just be a pal. Not your pal. Sure you are. Wait. <coughs> there you are. <laughs> be a dear and turn on the light. Must I be with <clears throat> you at all times? I'm fine, really. Here. Yikes! Cold. This is for? Sit down on the couch. Hmm. And put it on your left hip. <sighs> you walked in here with a hitch in your step. Figured by the time you got back the ledger? here... It's here. In the safe. The literal safe. Bravo. <laughs> Lift your shirt. How about a bourbon? Fine. Have at it. Your sentences sound a little... Ow! Mama! Oh, sorry. Short. Hmm. Not broken. Good. Not cracked. Mm. Mm. Oh, you got lucky. Enough bruised. poking. Definitely bruised. Can I have a bourbon now? Or must I slither across the floor? You owe me a banana split. How dead are we? Well, we're three feet in, but don't worry. We can still breathe. Did you know that you have a very unhealthy Barton obsession? Could you possibly avoid going through my private things? You don't have private things. We're practically the same person. So they tell me. Troubles. Yes, Wid. A woman came by tonight. She needs our help. Would it be possible to finish this drink first? If it can wait till I'm on my second, I'll be dandy. Put it away. Put it away. It's too late for a client. Delivery for a Miss Whitney? I believe that's to be you. That is you, right? Night, Miss. What is it? Open it. Ooh, it's cold. Better hurry. <laughs> oh my gosh! Troubles! Ta -da! Banana split. Snack. I, I, I can't hear you. You're mumbling. Come back to bed. What are you doing with that? <laughs> 
Frequency Herald? What's the Frequency Herald? What's the Frequency Herald? What is the frequency? Are you receiving this message? Are you receiving this What's the Frequency was written and created by James Oliva. Production and sound design by Alexander Danner. What's the Frequency's theme music composed by Kurt C. Nelson. Please give us a follow on Twitter at WTFrequencyPod. You can find us on Facebook and Tumblr. You can even find us on our website, WTFrequency.com, where you can find out more about our cast, crew, and free transcripts of our show. Now... We try very hard to keep you all informed as to the going-ons behind the scenes. Let us know what you think of the show by subscribing to us via iTunes and all other podcatchers out there. Feel free to leave us a review. Do none of these do it for you? No? Okay. Okay. So, you can also contact us directly at wtfrequency at gmail.com. Additional music and sounds used from public domain and creative Commons sources. We'd also like to give special thanks to Eli Barraza of Far Meridian, an audio drama podcast, Daniel Barron of Yay LA, Pacific Obadiah of the audio drama podcast Lake Clarity, Reagan Adler of the audio drama podcast Oak Podcast, and everyone in the AD community for their support and kindness. You all have a friend in us for life. You know, we hope you've enjoyed our very first episode and implore you to stay tuned throughout the season. You know, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, well, it's, it's going to be a hell of a ride. Stay tuned for more. I'm James Oliva, and thank you. And here's episode two of What's the Frequency? Took a powder. I was hiking in the green evening. What am I looking for? There was so much green. What was inside? In the forest. It was thick. What am I looking for? Every time you bring Enfield Number 2 brand cigarettes to your lips, you're treating your senses to the finest tobacco this country has to offer. What makes Enfield Number 2's number one? Why, Spishak uses state-of-the-art machinery that reproduces the famous hand-rolled cigarette techniques of the one and only Wild Bill. Enfield Number 2 cigarettes. Cigarettes so fine, they explode with flavor. Jesus. Oh, quite a scene. Is that your vomit? Uh, yes. Christ.
Well... First crime scene? No. Puke at all your crime scenes, or did my shoe just win the lottery? It's not every day you see this. Huh. Killer sure did a number. <sighs> the man's name is Mr. Harold Orville. Let's take a look. There are some extra puncture marks to the ribs, and up here around the shoulder blades. See? Would you look at that? Likely a household knife of some kind. Have you retrieved the murder weapon? Well, yeah. You know. These were spontaneous strikes. But this one? This one was decided on. I'm estimating he died just over 24 hours. He must have been incredibly strong. And the wife? Yes. Uh, Mrs. Orville. Um, she hasn't turned up yet. She may be away. Who knows? We have someone looking into any family she may have. I wouldn't get too worried. Why's that? Take a look for yourself. Yeah, yeah. What am I looking for? His lips. Is that lipstick? A kiss as he lay dying. Search the bedroom vanity for the matching shade. We may have to start looking for Mrs. Orville for an entirely different set of reasons. Love, Honor, and Decay is brought to you by Spishak Brands. No finer name to trust. Spishak Brands, there from the beginning, seeing you through the years of love, honor, and until, and until decay. decay. Sweetheart? Sweetie? Donald, you've caught me in a bit of a distraction. I, I wasn't expecting you home so soon. Dear? What is it? Neville. He was here looking for your brother's book. James's book? He... he scares me, Donald. He scares me in places that a husband and wife should never discuss. Scoundrel. He better not have laid one finger on you. No, I'm all right. Once he left, I sat on the arm of the Davenport for a long while. It calmed my nerves. That Neville is a dastardly fellow. You do know he tried to lay with my brother's wife? Did she happen to say how it was? Of course not. Donald, what are we to do? What level of retribution will he level against our bodies? Can you please speak to James? No. I cannot. Not now. Or ever again. You see, my love. Something terrible has happened. Come on with it, Donald. You've got my nerves on edge. These pregnant pauses are insufferable. It's James. He's done something horrific. He... Got rid of the book? No. He... Please sit down for this. He... He... Murdered Mitzi and Gabriella. What did they do? Likely something terrible, but that's not the worst of it. You're killing me with suspense. I walked in. Just as he plunged an axe into his own head. What was inside? Brains. So, will you be able to get the book? What? For Neville. The book. 
his brains. So much. Oh, you poor thing. Hold me. Oh, dearest. If I can just get this fellow to connect to this little fellow. What does this do exactly? Lillian, observe. With the parts I borrowed from the radio. Right. My radio. Go on. Borrowed from the radio and with a little adaptation should be the missing ingredient to a telephone watch. A Dick Tracy watch. A telephone watch. Fine. Does it work? I don't know. Call the telephone here. Uh, that might not work. Archie, you are a fool. Put the phone back together. And my radio. I have to do my rounds through the neighborhood. What does it matter? Every station on the radio is static. It's been that way for days. Put it back. I'm leaving. Love you. Okay, okay, okay. Before you go, Mr. Yee came by and picked up the Electrolux, which I have to say was really easy to fix, considering there was this ball of string it wrapped itself all the way. Archie, the point. Yes. Uh, Mr. Yee has some strange foot problem he's dealing with. Can you check on him? Sure. Who doesn't love curing 60-year-old men of their strange foot problems? Adding Mr. Yi to the list. Take this, too. This is what? It's a modified cattle prod. It doesn't have a lot of voltage to it, but it should take care of any problems. Thanks. I'll be back later. Good luck. Okay. Let me see it. Barton? Could you have taken any longer? Did you want her to suspect I was rushing her out the door? Take me through this. The ledger is property of the Maselli crime family. Within the ledger contains details of all their finances, legitimate and otherwise. Great. So why the secrecy? Why keep this from Lillian? First and most obvious, she would not let us do this. Right, because we're going to get ourselves killed. killed. Yep. Secondly, um... Well, we might actually get ourselves killed. Everyone will be looking for this ledger. Cops' names are in this book. If we take out a large chunk of the dirty cops in the city, we could devastate the Maselli organization. Maybe put our father's death to rest. Look, maybe in this case Lillian would be right. What are we really accomplishing with this? I can't just sit back with this kind of corruption going on. I just can't. Mm, well, I suppose you're right. You're not right. I am fond of you, why are you doing that? I'm sorry. Was my mouth open? Would you like some of my pancakes? Your pancakes? Here. Let me cut them for you. Take them. I have a cheeseburger. Yeah, but this might be easier on your stomach. Must you shout? Fine. My head is pounding. Oh. Shoulder is on fire. I know. Basically, everything hurts. Try not falling out of second floor windows. Where is this woman? We've been here for eternity. I told her you were not a morning person, but... She insisted. I want mornings. I have very much to... Oh, there she is. Hello, Miss... Whitney. 
Wit, I can't eat this cheeseburger. There's something wrong with my jaw. This is paragoric. Put a little in your coffee. And here, take some of my pancakes. Is everything all right? Gosh, please. Mrs. Ells, sit. Thank you. Plenty of room. It's kind of you. Is now a bad time? No. Yes. A little both. Maybe another time. No, not necessary. He just had a little incident on the job last night. And plus, he's just not a morning person. Oh, dear. He fell out of a two-story window. Really? And onto a parked car. Are you okay? He's fine. Carmen, as a client, do you always plan to be this difficult? Or is this morning an exception for you? I... Will you be requesting our meetings to be strictly morning meetings? Or will you be cooperating and picking a more reasonable time for meeting? I beg your... Afternoons and evenings are usually best. I apologize for the early meeting, but you were unavailable last night. Uh, you have a point, Carmen. Dang it, you have a point. <laughs> it is I who should be apologising to you for my unseemly behaviour. You have my sincerest regret, etc., etc., etc. This is big. I'm so proud of him. Troubles, I'm so proud of you. Wit, I'm proud of you too. And might I add, this paragoric is a miracle in a bottle. <laughs> I feel amazing. Apology accepted. Thank you. Might I add I admire your commitment to our appointment, Mr. Mix, all things considered? In that case, shall we begin discussing what brings you to us, Mrs. Els? Horrible thing has occurred. Cheating spouse? No, I don't think so. Kidnapping, perhaps. Could he be kidnapped? Who? My husband. Is your husband a child? No. Then impossible. But through our little exchange, I've been able to ferret out that your husband has taken a powder. A what? Disappeared. It means vanished. And for some reason, he uses it all the time. When did he go missing? Technically, two weeks ago. Could you elaborate on technically? My husband is a writer. He started in funny books and pulp. Fascinating. Recently, he began working on a new radio serial. Love, honor, and decay, you know. Do I? It's my favorite serial! It's my new favorite serial. I mean, I listen faithfully to Compassion and Consequence first, but then it's... Wow. How long has your husband's show been on the air? Three months, I believe. Why so long? I don't know. That's when it started. He means, why did you wait two weeks? Oh, he went away two weeks ago to write up at my father's cabin, upstate. What makes you think he's missing? Is it possible that he's deep into his craft, his writing? My husband and I are very close. He usually calls when he's in a nearby town or sends a letter um, by post. The cops? Yes, they informed me that an officer checked in on the cabin and no one was there. When questioning the locals, they suggested he had already made his way back to Los Angeles. Got it. Sure. The Flatfoots washed their hands of it. Is that right? We see that a lot. We? Oh, dear, are, are you a detective too? <laughs> hey! Rude! No, I'm not a detective. Oh, she's good enough, but no, she's not a detective. I'm sorry if I'm intruding. Then you must be... She's my bodyguard. Her? Don't say it like that. By looking at her, you would never guess it, I know. But inside that small, wispy frame is a strength unlike any you've ever seen before. I'm not sure of her limitations. If indeed she has any, I've never seen any proof of them. 
Bubbles, that may be the sweetest thing I've ever heard you say. Yes, and I feel wonderful. So it's a professional relationship? Uh, no, more than that. We are two souls bonded fraternity. I met Whit many years ago, only a few blocks away from the very seats we're sitting in at this moment. She was seven years old and looked like a waterlogged ragamuffin. She was working for some spindly homeless man who employed a gang of children as thieves and pickpockets. That young lady you see right there before you had successfully picked my pocket. She would have made off with it too if not for an ill-timed sneeze violently knocking my hand into hers. My wallet fell from her hand and onto the ground. She panicked and took off running. There was no chance of me catching her, she was gone. A month later, as I was tailing a cheating spouse on foot around Alvarado Street, I was new to the game and unwisely got a bit too close to my mark. Of course, he made me. One thing leads to another, and the louse is taking swings at me. As one would expect, I get the upper hand in the fight, just in time for him to change the rules. He produces a knife and lunges for me. Before he can land a strike, a little feral hand flashes out of nowhere and blocks him. It's the little thief girl. It's wit. She saved my life, which, as you well know, means she's now responsible for it from here to eternity. And what happened with the scoundrel? Oh, she knocked the tar right out of him. I've never seen something so tiny Glass and brutal. Jaw. Just a mess. It really was. What a touching story. Well, Carmen, we'll take your case. Congratulations, Mrs. Ells. We're going to find your husband.
What is the frequency? Are you receiving this message? What's the Frequency was written and created by James Oliva. Production and sound design by Alexander Danner. What's the Frequency theme music composed by Kurt C. Nelson. Let us know what you think about the show by subscribing to us via iTunes and all other podcatchers out there. And feel free to leave us a review. If you really enjoy the show, please consider contributing to our Patreon campaign at www.patreon.com forward slash WT Frequency. We have a ton of additional content planned and available for our supporters. Anything you can contribute is appreciated, and it ensures that we can keep improving the show and getting it to that next level. This episode contained audio from the 1940 film His Girl Friday and an excerpt from Invisible Sun by Seclorence. Additional music and sounds used from public domain and creative common sources. So, you came back for more and tuned into episode two. I choose to assume that you liked the first episode. In fact, I choose to assume that you loved it. And I'm glad, truly, couldn't be more happy with your happiness. My happiness from your happiness becomes everyone's happiness. And the more happiness that I feel, the more productive I am and the better the shows are. So it all works out. We'd like to give special thanks to Paul Perry for his generosity. John Grills of Creepy Podcast. Paul Sating of Fate Crafters Productions, and my wife Darla for just being amazing every day. As always, I'm James Oliva. Till next time. That was the first two episodes of What's the Frequency. If you want to learn more and support the people behind the show and get access to behind-the-scenes stuff that is, as of this episode, still being released, like November's Cooking with Krog special, head to patreon.com slash wtfrequency to send the show some love. I think listening to What's the Frequency can feel a little like going insane, so I'd ask you to pace yourself as you go through the first season. If you must marathon listen to it, Intersperse your episodes with something else. It's a show to chew over slowly. I can't be held responsible for your actions if you blaze through it and let it all into your brain at once. Radio Drama Revival is brought to you by listeners like you. And also, Spishak brand people repellent. Spray it on your body. Spray it on their body. You have a body, and we have a spray for that body. Spray it directly into the open mouth of your body. It will keep your enemies away. It will keep your friends away. It will keep you away from yourself. And buddy, isn't that what America's all about? And now, our credits. 
Our theme music is Danger Did You Do by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer is Matthew Boudreaux. Our interviews producer is Eli McElveen. Our associate producer is Sean Howard. Our researchers are Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreaux. Our social media manager is James Oliva. Our executive producer is Fred Greenhalge. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. Welcome.